Welcome back to Basketball is Religion. I am your host, Big Matt. Today's episode's a little bit different. Because some conflicting schedules and personal stuff, the Gons and I were not able to record the podcast last week. We did record a Hoop Bar podcast on Sunday, so in order to keep up with our recording schedule, the Gons and I agreed to use the audio version of this Hoop Bar podcast as the Basketball is Religion podcast this week. You'll hear takes from the Gons and Hoop Bar regulars David and Raul. The Hoop Bar video version of this episode will be uploaded to YouTube by hopefully tomorrow with clips on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube shorts to follow soon after. The Gons and I should be back on our normal Friday time this week. With that bit of housekeeping out of the way, enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the Hoop Bar. I am your host, Big Matt, joined today by the Gons, David, and Raul. The start of the season was pretty pretty crazy. Um, that first Friday, I think I remember when it was Wemby versus the Rockets, and then um, Don Luka Doncic is that crazy hit that crazy game winner. Man, that was a crazy Friday. I think that'll be topped for a little bit. So yeah, the NBA season, the first you know five six games have been pretty pretty good. Uh, the Lakers have not been playing their best basketball as we're all Laker fans here. I think that they've been playing about a C C plus level basketball as the Gons and I saw in LA against Phoenix that second game. Um, but when they did play at least a B level basketball is when they played the Clippers last Wednesday. Um, in LA, it was probably the best game of the season for both teams as far as competitiveness. Um, I think you all saw that game or pretty much saw, saw the highlights of the game. Let's start off with David. What were your thoughts on that Lakers Clippers game last Wednesday? Uh, if I remember right, we were doing pretty bad in the beginning. So to me, I was just like, not again. But you know, people slowly was um, getting it going, especially for the Lakers. I think all the stars on both teams were doing a really good job. And then, you know, Reeves kind of figured out towards the end there, too. Uh, we kind of missing him the first couple games. Made me kind of think back to what we had a discussion about having him or Caruso. So his defense have been uh, not looking good lately. Um, but hopefully he's turning things around. But it was a great game. It was good to finally uh, get a win against the Clippers. Definitely. It was 11 straight, if I remember correctly. No one beats the Lakers 11 straight times. Um, it was kind of like the, the Broncos finally beating the Chiefs the other day. So good to see the Lakers get, get that win. Uh, Raul, what were your thoughts on the game, on the Lakers-Clippers game? Yeah, down, down 19. Um, a whole lot of the same thing that we've seen over the last 11 games. So, yeah, absolutely. I felt the same. I actually po- I, I commented and said, uh, I'll get it ready. What I was going to get ready was a uh, a little a banner for Clipper fans in our in our in our circle, basically Vahid, um, and a little bit of a little bit of guns, but mostly Vahid. I, I wanted to get him a banner that said number twelve on it. But then, hey, right, shout right, out to then, Mark. right then, <laughs> oh, and Mark too. Okay, oh, and Nassim, right? Let's not forget Nassim uh, if you ever listen to this. So. Yeah, and then um, you know, and they and they made the comeback. It was really cool. It was really nice to see. It was it was it was kind of out of nowhere to be honest. And I do believe, even as as a diehard as we all are, uh, if Paul George doesn't foul out, I don't think we win. He was definitely getting whatever he wanted at that point. But I think I feel comfortable. Like the thing with the Lakers, we have a lot of forwards. Um, I think I think with the Clippers, they looked really good. If you look at the stats so far, they look really good on paper. They just added in a guy that's you know. Uh, going to make things a lot easier for a lot of people. So I, I think the Clippers are going to be really good. We'll see We'll see where that lands them. 
Um, but yeah, I think I think the Lakers held their own. Uh, I know they won. It sounds like that they they won, but I feel like I feel like we could have been better. That second half looked better, and and Reeves needs to be more of a playmaker. So we'll touch on that, I'm sure. But Reeves just needs to get the ball more in his hands. Gons, what were your thoughts on the Lakers Clippers game last Wednesday? Look, man, um, I'm happy the Lakers won. I'm happy they came back. So, what, two out of the three games that they won, they were behind most of the game and they come back. Like, is, is this what the season's going to be like? No, that was every game. What are talking about? The Lakers have won three games. They've had to come back a 10-point deficit from every right. game. Right, okay. But... A couple so, overtimes, there, too. There's my, like, why? Why do we have to go through this? Like, I'm already getting old enough. I'm getting grays. I don't need any more. I think there's a lot of simple answers out there. I, I don't think this is the lineup that's going to take us there. I think we have a lot of tradable players, including D'Angelo Russell and some other players. This contract may be up. I, I, I feel like from watching the game, from pretty damn good seats, Matt, thank you, Um, everyone's a little gun-shy. There's not... And I made this point yesterday, and I get Raul's point, is it was hard to judge stats on a blowout. But from what I've seen, there's no one really moving the ball around like they should be. And from what we saw, they didn't want to run LeBron at point that one game. We saw footage that we talked about where LeBron's like, you know, I can run point too. When he talked to Darvin Ham coming into the game. So I, I, I think there's some issues there. I feel like we just need a point guard that can shoot. Um, I really like Malcolm Brogdon. I've brought him up before on our other, you know, podcast. If he's available, I, I, I just don't believe in D'Lo. I know we have some good games, um, but that's where I'm at with that, uh, with that win right there. So I'm happy we won. I just, I don't want it to be like this because I'll tell you what, there's going to be a lot of close games where we lose like last season at the very end. And I just don't want to go down that path again. David, do you agree with the Gons as far as D'Lo not being the answer at point guard or like the third best player in the team? Or do you think there's another option like a Malcolm Brogdon out there that's a better option for the Lakers moving forward? Well, I just don't think you can depend on him. Like he has great games, but I don't think he's even closing out the games that we do win. So it'll be nice to have a consistent point guard that, that will start and end the games too. Like, is it too early? Like, essentially, the D'Angelo's had about a 20 games and then about six games here, a lot, but the playoffs he did kind of no show. So, do you think he needs to, there needs to be maybe a couple more months where we can kind of prove it? Because we technically can't trade him until December. Or is it like we should really should be looking at, at another option? Now, maybe, maybe like the Gon said, you'd be running more, you know, or even you said too, running more Austin Reeves at point instead of um, D'Angelo Russell. I'm open to keeping him to the, you know, the the trade deadline just to see how things go. I mean, he's only been with us for a couple months total. So uh, I like to see where it goes. His contract, you know, it's still like a good option for us Lakers. But we can't add up other contracts to get a, a bigger trade, too. So you never know. Kyrie might want to be out of the Mavericks. Yeah, I want to add this. I want to add this. These injuries are the best thing that could ever happen to the Lakers and Darvin Ham's job because they could finally get some damn chemistry. Austin Reeves is finally balling out because he's not playing with like 10 players and he's getting an opportunity. He's Ham is just playing too many guys 
and they don't know their place. And everyone, I think that's part of the gun shy as well, besides the point guard issue. So these injuries is going to be the best thing that could happen for Laker chemistry. All right, now I'm done. All right, right Rule. Yeah, but before we get into that, so Rule, let's get your take on is D'Angelo Russell the viable point guard of the future for the Lakers, or should they look to get rid of him come December? I think I think they signed him for two years, right? So I think that tells you what, what he means to the Lakers. He means to the Lakers uh, about two years, which is that he's easy to trade next year in the offseason, or he's kind of easy to trade during before the trade deadline. But as far as what I think of, I, I mean, I, I was happy with either Schroeder or D'Angelo Russell. The difference is that I think Schroeder is a lot more efficient, whereas D'Angelo is going to hold the ball a little bit more and take a little bit more time. And then having him and LeBron on the floor at the same time becomes a problem. And I feel like we've seen some of their kind of back and forth even last year. So my answer is is not to trade anybody. My answer is to give Reeves the ball more. Like when we came into the season – Based on what we saw out of Reeves as a playmaker, um, was that he's he's, I mean, name with somebody else like Gabe Vincent likes to shoot a lot, but name somebody else that likes to get into the lane and can and be and be a playmaker. Uh, we're we're Last year was he more of a problem? It's less of a problem this year, but we need to make sure that we're giving Reeves the ball more, right? And so I, whether that means less for LeBron, it means more for Reeves. That's fine. But I think Reeves creates a lot of great plays. He gets to the free throw line. He gets a lot of calls, and that's a great thing. I want to see more of that. I and and as far as and I'll wrap up. As far as like the Lakers are not great defensively either. Matt, you you kind of pointed out the rebound issue. They're ranked third in defensive rebounds. I know it's four games, so I'm not. We're not. None of this. None of this should be. Over, it's four games, right? But they're ranked third in defensive rebounds. They're ranked 29th in offensive rebounds. And we got a lot of stretch fours and fives and Anthony Davis and Christian Wood, Rui Hachimera who played, I think one game and did he even play a few minutes this year. And then you have uh Prince, right? Everybody likes to stretch the floor. So who's grabbing the boards. Um, and I think that's where Vanderbilt comes in. Right. And that's what you mentioned, Matt. And so I, I think, I think we got to wait it out a little bit. Rule says that Austin Reeves could potentially be the answer at point. Do you do you agree with him, or do you think no he man trade for someone? I, dude doesn't have handles like that. Great wing guy that can cut in and look, can look, get... look, Sorry, yeah, but I didn't say point. I'm I'm sorry, I'm Agons. I didn't mean point. I meant just at his current role. He just needs to be more of a playmaker. I, I like D'Angelo Russell at the point. I don't want him bringing the ball up. That's going to tire him out. I, I'm just saying that he needs to get the ball more in a half court set to kind of create plays for everybody around him. And it just doesn't happen a lot. The problem here, guys, is, and I'm a huge LeBron fan, but the problem here is you have a you have a, a, a legend of legends on the floor with you that is still playing at a great rate. This is just like the Kobe situation, but except the difference is LeBron is still efficient and Kobe wasn't, but you couldn't say. But the problem is that if he takes up a lot of the, the, the time to score, to develop a play, that's less, uh, less, uh, you know, the pace is slower, right? We want the pace to be faster. Um, and so that is a part of it. it. It's just it's just adjustments. Okay, so David, what, what are your thoughts on potentially having Austin be more of a playmaker within this offense? Well, he definitely just needs to get back to what he was doing towards uh, the playoffs. Uh, he hasn't been looking like himself. Maybe just tired from all the extra play. Uh, you know, this this wasn't his role a year ago, you know? So I think he and, you know, everybody know his game now, too. So he has to adjust to, you know, people defending him also. So yeah, the, the Gons had he, he had mentioned that that you, the people are going to figure Austin Reeves out. Is that part of it now? 
Or have yeah, they, they started to figure off streams out? He has limited athletic ability. It's it's one thing when you're you know you're a surprise star, you know, on the high school football teams and all the cheerleaders like you. Hey, once they figure out your bag of tricks, they're gonna put their better defenders on you. You're not gonna get as much. You're not gonna get as much. And quite frankly, he got paid, he got the bag, right? And he's not showing out. I love Austin Reeves, but at the same time, like he he's he's been he's not been impressive. He's had a, two good games against Orlando and against the Clippers. Rest of the game were under ten points. I, I take me he maybe he had one more other point, one other game with eleven points. But I I feel like he's gonna do well now, and this may be a good sign now that some of the other wings are gone. But man, I I as much as we love Austin Reeves, because I think. I think we missed our ex, Caruso. We're like, we missed our white girl ex. Like, we really liked the thing she did for us. And us game another white player, and we're like, oh, we get glimpses of Car- uh, Caruso. But, I mean, he's not an all-star, guys. Let's just be real. He's going to, at the best, it's looking like he's going to give you 10 points a game, and that's just not enough. Yeah, unfortunately, we've lost our role for the rest of the podcast, but we'll 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 – We'll keep going on here. Um, so the Lakers, they're they're going through their stuff. They lost to the the Magic, but I still think it's a little bit too small of a sample size. Plus, they didn't have any of their wings. Rui Hachimura injured his eye, which ended up being a concussion. Then you have Vanderbilt, who hasn't played since he has his right heel contusion. And then Prince was randomly out with a with a quad injury. And then now Gabe Vincent's out. So the Lakers are down four of their nine rotational pieces. So as much as we want to make any assumptions about those Lakers team, I think we have to wait until like 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 Rule had said, we have a lot of wings on this team. We just haven't they haven't been available. Wings. Too many wings. Well, it's like we haven't had we haven't had Rui and we haven't had Vanda. Like, if we were to play the Clippers and we were to play the Magic again, the Magic who have Bancaro, the Magic who have Franz Wagner, who was killing us yesterday. If we had Vando or we had Rui to defend them, would have been a lot much much easier of a game. That's what I believe. But let's move on to the Clippers. They acquired James Harden from the Philadelphia 76ers for a poo poo platter of. Robert Covington and KJ Martin and Nicholas Batum, uh, two first round picks and a pick swap. Uh, let's start off with David. What do you think? Uh, how, how, what do you think uh, James Harden's role is going to be on the Clippers? And how do you think he's going to fit in there? I think the person who gets the short in the stick is going to be Westbrook. So uh, I'll be interested to see how things uh, plan out. But I do think since they are injury prone, and have a history of being injured, it might not be an issue at all. You know, Harden will just fit on in in terms of there might be a player out. So I think they'll be able to consistently have us, you know, their three stars on the floor. Um, he can fit, but like I said, I think Westbrook is uh, uh, the man that goes back to the bench if needed, or he'll start off in the beginning and maybe, you know, sit out go with the second unit um yeah that's my take on that yeah so you so you f- figured Westbrook would be the one to the bench and Harden because he had the 10 10 assists last year Westbrook would be a great bench piece but I mean uh, Harden had an introductory press conference and said that he is the system 
He and is. Clip, exactly right. He, I'm not, I'm not a system player. I am the system. So let's see what the chemistry is there. Gons, what are your thoughts? And we had talked about James Harden on our basketball's religion podcast um, about potentially coming to the Clippers. Now that it's an actual reality, what are your thoughts on James Harden on the Clippers? Welcome home. Welcome home, James Harden. Artesia High. I played against Artesia High. Dave Mayfair played against Artesia High. I, well, we should be embracing this guy coming home. Um, I'm happy he's coming home. I, 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 I'm really rooting for him, and I think he's in a spot where he could really excel. I do agree with David. I think the fact that Westbrook struggles so much at shooting, you gotta just throw Harden in there, and now you got someone that can handle the ball and shoot, and was a assist leader last year, so he can pass, and he's gonna have the third best defender on him. Which, I mean, that's what John Wall said, right? And he didn't do so well. But I think Harden has a minute. In regard to injury, Kawhi Leonard's just playing like pretty much a shooter. He's shooting threes, taking that field goal that he used to take on the Spurs, that baseline jumper. And he doesn't take it in as much. With that being said, Paul George is taking the role of being the guy that takes it to the basket. So I don't see injury really in the future for Leonard. Knock on wood here. Um, and I think the Clippers just got really good for what they gave up, man. The Clippers are going to be phenomenal. I, I Again, I don't know where Westbrook falls into this. I would love to see Westbrook and Harden and George and Leonard and Zubak in the same lineup. Let's see if that'll happen. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see for that. Like, are you concerned that those four guys are too ball dominant? Like, they used to no. be the, the main guys in their team. And now they want to No, there's only one ball. There's not four balls. There's one ball now. Right. It's and again, it's just between Westbrook and Harden. Right. Because Kawhi Leonard isn't Kawhi Leonard's give me the ball. And I'll, 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 you know, he takes the outside three. He also passes. The guy is very unselfish as a basketball player, which makes him which is why he's so great. I mean, he could coexist with he coexisted with Tim Duncan and other players. We got Paul George. He also knows he's the wing that can catch and go. And they know his job is to be the scorer when he needs to be. Westbrook has taken a back seat and been like, okay, I'll bring the ball up. Now where you're going to get the little bit of conflict is, well, Harden's going to say, well, I can bring the ball up. Westbrook, you go. What does that leave for Westbrook, right? Because he can't shoot. Does that mean that sets up Westbrook to drive the ball into the basket? Sure, but he's missed a lot of easy layups the last year on the Clippers. When we're, we're, we're hardened, probably make them. So uh, I agree with David. This is a hard spot for Westbrook. I don't know if that will coincide, but I think he'll be fine with George and Leonard. So, David, what do you think about the chemistry now with, with Harden coming to the Clippers and the, being, you know, with all being with them all being ball dominant? Do you view it as an issue? Like, Gons doesn't view it as an issue, but do you view that as an issue? Um, no, we kind of seen it with all the other teams. He's able to adjust. Um, does he want to do it long term and give up his true identity as a scorer? You know, maybe not, because at the end of the day, he gets judged for not putting up the points, you know, so. They're going to have to figure that part out. And I just feel like Westbrook is just going to be in another Lakers situation, you know. Like, he's not a spot-up shooter. Like, he wants the ball in his hand and he dishes it out. That's that's his thing. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure if Westbrook will be able to adjust. I think Harden has the tools to be more flexible. 
Exactly right. Like I could definitely see Westbrook coming or he has to come off the bench for this team because the Clippers were able to keep Terrence Mann. That was the whole thing in the offseason. Like, or we're going to trade Terrence, Terrence Mann for James Harden, but they aren't, they end up keeping him. So they keep their pre- best perimeter defender to pair with James Harden and then a Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So being able to keep those, keep him, the Clippers are a, a, a much better team than they were before this Harden trade. So um, before we end up with the Clippers, so let's start off with with the Gons. Are the Clippers now a top two or top three team in the West? Oh man, that's a that's a tough question. Um, I like Dallas. I I don't I don't think they're convincingly a top two team. Here's where I see it can work real quick. If Harden takes the JJ Redick role because we know he can shoot the three, and let's Westbrook ball handle, they can all coexist. He would just have to go to being a straight shooter, which is possible when you have those other stars. Are they a top two team, Matt? I, I, it's too early to tell for me, man. Um, they're going to be good, though. I'll say that. David, are they a top two or top three team in the West now with Harden? Oh, there's too many good teams. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot to still figure out. Once I see them play a little bit more, I can give a better answer. Even the Suns, you know, they are they should be top three, but they're not due to injury. So there's a lot of just things to figure out, you know, because teams are injured. Even the Lakers are injured, so we don't know who we really are too. Exactly right. So, I mean, the, the Harden's going to be playing against the Knicks on Monday with the Clippers, so we'll kind of see. We'll keep tabs of this, of course, and whether they do well or, or you know, what, what, what they do during the season, we'll, we'll keep track of it. A couple teams I wanted to focus on, you know, we'll, we'll, bring, up, we'll bring up some other teams. Uh, one team that was the number two seed in the Western Conference just last season, the Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, John Morant is is gone for 25 games for his Instagram post, but they they started 0-5 and they just lost the, the timber, the, the, the Blazers the other day, one of the other bad teams in the Western conference, the Grizzlies now they're not doing very well. That's just pr- pretty much. So what, what do you think the problem is with, with, with the Grizzlies, David? Honestly, I haven't even watched one Grizzly game, but from, you know, I'm a fantasy player. Yeah, they just need John John Moran back, and then go from there. To be honest, but I I don't think even with him back, like he, they're a relevant team. Right, like the this other is... teams are just too stacked. Like Golden State Warriors, they're a surprise. They're a t- top three right now in the West. So there's just a lot of competition out there, and I don't think they got it this year. Gonzo, what are your thoughts on the Grizzlies this season? They're they're currently up seven uh, as we record here, third quarter. Hopefully they win this episode, but they're currently winless. What are your thoughts on the Grizzlies? Hopefully they I, I don't want them <laughs> to win. Shit. I don't know why you do. You have some ties to Memphis I don't know about. Um, You like guns? Is that what it is, Matt? Um, Let's just say this. Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson are your two best players. Get out of here with that. By the time December 19th comes back or December 21st when... John Moran could play his home game. These guys are going to be in the hole. I'm thinking at that point, you know, with all-star break a month away, you just, you tank this season with what you got and get a really high draft pick and come up strong next season. That's going to happen for Memphis this year. Would Durant, I mean, with Morant being gone, I just don't, I, I think they'll be really strong next year. And in my advisement would be just to tank this year to try to get that high draft pick. 
And they're also missing like two bigs, right? Adams and uh, yep. forget yeah. the other guy. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's not in the cards this year for him. Might as well come back strong next year. Let's move on to an Eastern Conference team, the team that we thought could potentially be the best in the Milwaukee Bucks. They got Dame Lillard, and now they're currently only at three and two. Um, I, you, I think you called this in previous podcast cons where they were going to start kind of slow, but defensively, offensively, they're fine. Defensively, though, they surrendered 127 to the Atlanta Hawks and 130 to the Toronto Raptors in their two losses. David, is this just growing pains as far as the defensive end right now? They have um, Lillard and our friend, our old friend Mc, uh, Malik Beasley as their backcourt duo, not the best defensive players. Um, and kind of Pat Connaughton as, as their other backcourt player, not a great defensive player either. So are you concerned about the Bucks, David? I'm not concerned. Um, I mean, they did lose some defensive players in the trade, so I think that was kind of predictable. Um, I think it's just a matter of them figuring it out. Hopefully um, towards the All-Star game, they turn it around. Gons, what are your thoughts on the Bucks? I think you called it that they're going to start slow. Like it's a huge adjustment. You just added another star. You got to figure stuff out, which is also as fantasy owners, you know what I'm saying? Doing as much as you thought he would, because yeah, they're figuring it out. Um, and I think David's right. They're going to, it'll take to all-star break for them to get their thing together. Am I worried about him? No, because they have so much offense and so much willpower, even though Dame is a little older and he's a smaller guard that they just, that, that for him, winning is everything. Um, so I know they'll figure it out. They'll be okay. They may not be a top two, three team in the East, but come playoff time, they should be ready. Yeah, it, it, it's just crazy how badly uh, how bad they are in defense now. It's just uh, they, they they beat the Knicks, but then I saw a stat where Julius Randle's like the shooting the worst percentage of, of all of, of all NBA of all, of all time with the, for the first six games. So that's where the that's where the Knicks are. But the Bucks, I think I think you're right. I think they'll get it. They'll get it ready. Um, as far as other teams, David, that you're looking at this season, the surprising teams and any good surprising teams that you saw the first week of the season. Um, like I said, the um, go to state warriors. You know, Chris Paul. I think is finally coming off the bench. So, um, well, he scored like two points and had like ten plus assists. So, yeah, but that's like perfect for him, right? Like he's right. doesn't ha- like he doesn't have to be the central scorer Man, for that. Team. That's all the Lakers need, dude. Too bad they couldn't get him. That's that's all they're missing, right, right. there. Chris Paul player, like that's it. And, right, and it's the chemistry too. Um, they're they're doing well. Look like they're happy now. Uh, you know, Draymond don't have anyone to punch, so it's looking good for them over there. Yeah, definitely. It's it's, it's essentially Curry Curry M. Um, Chris Paul could be the Draymond Green if once Draymond Green is off off the floor, as that floor general get those passes to Clay and to Steph where they need to be. Uh, plus, still not be that bad on defense as a, as a good team defender. So that uh, it's a good call on the Warriors. They might be a top four team in the Western Conference now with uh, with the addition of Chris Paul. I still think they're kind of small up front because you really just have Looney because you know Wiseman didn't really pan out for them but again it's it's a good story for Chris Paul to be on on another solid team another team he can elevate Gons who is your surprising team for the first half of the season Billy how okay, about, here we go here how we go. about MB 29 points per game Maxi 26 points per game Kelly Oubre 21 points a game Tobias Harris 20 points a game solid start man um with those four players a little worried that they're not getting enough out of their bench, but hey, 
you got four players putting up points like that, you'll be all right. So um, they got the cancer out. They got enough star power. Maybe that talk they had with Coach Prime worked. I don't know, but super impressed with them so far. Right. It's like it's, it's, it's as Laker fans, we understand the addition by subtraction. So getting someone like James Harden out of there and just getting, you know, professional pieces like Robert Covington to, to, to be in that locker room. Another another vet that you can have in the locker room is is, is definitely great. What, do you, what are your thoughts on the Sixers, David? Doing good. Uh, i always been a Maxi fan since fantasy uh, basketball a couple of seasons ago. I picked him up in his uh, I think it's his freshman year so. Then every year everyone's been drafting him. So <laughs> now well, he's officially uh, yeah. a starter, and um, well, he's been starting, but he's officially like second option now. So it's a, it's a good thing. Do you think he's going to be an all star this year? Hell yeah! Twenty six points, five rebounds. Uh, yeah, if, if he if he's consistent with it, yes. Yeah, my once Harden got out of there, he was. Down, I I think. He's going to be an all star this year. He's he was definitely going to be unleashed with him and him and Embiid. As much as how, how badly we felt about the Sixers going into the season without James Harden, now with Maxi, you know, with 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 the reins off him, I think they're going to be a top four team in that Eastern Conference because the East overall is fairly weak. Unfortunately, uh, they were kind of showing strength, but they're now they're kind of weak, except for you know the Boston Celtics who. That five, five man starting lineup is absolutely insane. With that backcourt and then Porzingis in the middle, the 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 Celtics look for, look legitimate. Like, are the Celtics legitimate guns, or am I just crazy? They're fucking six and zero, man. I mean, I'd say they're legitimate. Um, yeah. and they did they, they have a huge ceiling to to just grow. So, again, they're they're the clear favorite, I think, at this point. Um, right. So we'll see. David, what are your thoughts on the Celtics real quick? They're doing good. I can't say nothing about it. Six, right. six and oh. Uh, I don't know about clear favorite, maybe out of the east, but no one likes to give Denver their props. So yeah, I'll be the first. I'll exactly, be the first right. to at least say it, they're they're neck and neck. <laughs> God, they, they, Denver just looks so much, so much not better, but there's more cohesion, more, more cohesion since last season too. Especially we thought Bruce Brown leaving to the Pacers would have an issue with them. But then Percy Watson, that guy from UCLA, the rookie is coming off and playing a, a, a great for them. So good for them. Um, Oklahoma city. want to show some props there too. Chet Holmgren's playing great. They had a great game with the Warriors the other day, almost beat them, but they didn't have, they didn't have SGA on that game too. And they still almost beat the Warriors. So good for Oklahoma city. Another the, the, the team I wanted to focus on, was Victor Wembanyama and the San Antonio Spurs. Now the Gons, not a believer of Victor, <laughs> Victor Wembanyama, but he showed up against the the Phoenix Suns by be, uh, he swapped two he swapped them two games to zero in their little two game series Tuesday and Wednesday against them. Um, uh, Kevin Durant got this ball stolen from him in the first half um, in, in that first game, and then Victor Wembanyama closed them out in game two. Even though they got rid of a or they squandered a seventeen point lead. David, what are your thoughts on Big Vic uh, Wembanyama from from um, from San Antonio for the first few games this season? He had a slow start in terms of uh, playing great through all the quarters, but um, it looked like he's getting it um, going. I think that one on one matchup with Durant was. Um, Increased his uh, confidence, so I think it's just a matter of him playing more. I mean, he is a, a rookie, so and I think he wants rookie of the year, so he has to step it up. 
the Gons, I know Scoot's not doing very well this season again, it's still early, but Victor, does he impress you now, or do you still kind of view him as a in, potential injury concern? I think he's uh, number two to Chet right now, based off the start of the season. Um, so he's right there. Scoot's been a bust. Uh, I hope he get uh, for, for his sake, I hope he can do better. Look, I'll say this. If a Spurs game is on, I'll turn it down because he's playing. And it's fun to see a 7-4 dude do the things that he does. All right, I'll give him that. Other than that, I would not put a Spurs game on if my life depended on it. So good for the writings, good for NBA. Um, still don't think he'll get rookie of the year. Uh, I think Chat's the, the leading woke getter at this point. All right. Last thing I wanted to get into, I didn't, we didn't talk about this before, but then uh, last Friday, the NBA in-season tournament started with uh, the crazy, crazy colored courts and everything going on. David, what are your thoughts on this in-season tournament starting last last Friday? I'm still trying to figure out how it works. I, I, you know, every time I reference something, I get it. And then once a couple of days go by, I still have to reference back to it. It's still a little confusing. But I, I do think it's an incentive for players to pick up the pace right now. Um, like, who wouldn't want to win um, extra money in their pockets? So I think that's the bigger incentive here. I and know, right? Yeah. From sure. what I heard, I think the the bag is bigger than winning a title. So Yeah, it's like 500 grand. I'm not sure the bag is for winning a title, but it is a good little yeah. chump change there for, for the players for sure. Um it does give a little bit of a incentive for these first few games for them and for the fans. Just the, if the players are playing a little bit harder, then it's better for them. The first, I believe, four of the first five games were really close, or then two of them went to overtime. So yeah, it, it's definitely becoming a little bit more interesting this first uh, for this first uh, day of games. Gons, what were your thoughts on the in season tournament? Okay, the most important thing is. I mean, we're going to be there for the semifinal. And um, David, Matt really wants to go to Dre's after hours. Have you ever been? And if you have, what is it like? Is it worth experiencing? Well, Dre's after hours used to be in a different hotel. No, actually, it's in the same hotel. It used to be in the basement. So I'm not sure what it is these days. I know there's a Dre's regular nightclub. I've been to both. I mean, if you're into that late night, anything goes get kind of weird after hours and hey go check it out <laughs> i think that's uh okay i think matt that's that's convincing enough for me to at least pay it a visit because uh he had a big grin when he was saying that so okay i guess we can have to check it out you know what happens in vegas hey it's it's not a stay in vegas anymore <laughs> exactly. i mean i just want to see some weird shit. like you know i'm i'm domesticated and i'm i'm not planning to do shit, but i'd love to see some weird shit. Right while I'm out, yeah, I'll, I'll share some stories off the pod, you know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely love to see some weird shit just for seeing sake. Um, you're not gonna make it, right? You can't come out on the seventh. You got some other plans, right? Uh, December, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'll be able. I'll be headed out of uh, headed to Thailand towards the end of the month. Gotcha. Okay. Well, what I think about the tournament besides uh besides that is. Look, this is great for the NBA. At the end of 2024-25, their media rights are open. That means a big payday from whatever media networks are going to are going to pay. The NBA is looking for three partners, right? Um 
and maybe one partner to be exclusively for the tournament. So it's in the player's best interest to play extra hard on Friday and Tuesdays. I'm watching those games, right? Because there's a bag on the line. Uh, more people are watching. So I think it. they did. They made an effort to at least make the games more interesting on Fridays and Tuesdays, right? Um, second, again, a bigger payday for the NBA is a bigger payday for the players. I think it's I think Highland when he said he doesn't even know what's going on was kind of an insult for all the effort the NBA is putting in for him to come out and say he doesn't even know. At least act like it, bro. Um so yeah, I'm excited for it. I again I've been under the weather. I haven't been able to watch the games on Friday, but I'm definitely tuning in on Tuesday to watch these games. I think they're gonna be at a at a higher level of competition. Yeah, I, I wish they would add something to this. If this does well, they could add maybe a, like a home court advantage or an automatic playoff berth to this because, you know, I, other leagues, I guess soccer leagues, have these cups in the middle of the season that are really fun. It's like Messi went to the Miami, won that cup, didn't really necessarily win the league, but he won that cup. So that generated a lot of interest in Miami soccer. Anything you want to add before we leave today? Um. Uh, what do you guys think about fantasy basketball so far? I drafted a great team and they're not doing well. It's it's it makes me angry, but that's also good because the league was super deep. We drafted the 14, 14 player league, and I thought like there's a lot of good players <laughs> on the fantasy wire. So yeah, no, it's fantasy foot fantasy basketball is fun because the league's so deep. I, um, I I'll, I'll comment on that. I've uh, I'm doing okay in Raul's league. He is being a an assistant GM for me and another, and we're one and one. Um, but speaking of that, like uh, I, I have some questions for David. Like one, um, are you ready to ball? Like I have a league starting in January on Sundays. Are are you are you ready to to lace them back up, man? And physically, and <laughs> number, physically. No, number. Hey, we're all old guys on the team. We're all in our late thirties, early forties. So it's not like it's not like we, we're young kids. And number two, like you know. When when are, are we getting married anytime soon? And, and are are we going to be invited to the wedding? Because I haven't gone to a wedding in a long time, and all my other friends are married. Uh, it's funny you say all that. I can't commit to a team because I'm a wedding photographer, so I shoot a lot of weddings on the weekends. Uh, for my own wedding, don't worry, I'll invite you guys. All right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I think it'd be fun. Hey, maybe we could play some pickup basketball or Teacher Park or something still. Because for sure, for sure, I'm looking to get active. Um, I know Raul's not here, but we could still, we could still play some pickup ball. Uh, Matt, you got it in you to play pickup ball once. I gotta month? get my gotta get my cardio back. Dude. Last time we played ball, I was almost dead. <laughs> I died. <laughs> we so, all die together. <laughs> exactly right. So I gotta get that cardio. 100%. Well, let's do this. I'm signing up for the league, and maybe you guys can just show up one game to play. How about that? Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Anything else, anything else David? You good? No, that's, that's I'm good. I look forward to the next part. And that'll be it for us today. The Gons and I should be back with our normal Basketball is Religion pod on Friday. Make sure to subscribe to the Hoop Bar on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you all for the support and for listening. Have a great week.